Welcome to Tabletop Journal's Seat Yourself podcast series in the hospitality tabletop industry. This podcast was originally published in the week of June 15th and runs for approximately 15 minutes. Now here's your host, Dave Turner. Hi everyone, I'm Dave Turner and I'm your host here at Seat Yourself. And as we usually do lately, we're coming to you today once again from Tabletop Journal's Studio B, right here in beautiful Baltimore on America's East Coast. And today, in episode number 80 of Seat Yourself, we're going to change things up a bit. Now, for those of you familiar with our Seat Yourself podcast, you'll know that changing things up, well, it's really not all that unusual for us around here. So today I'm excited to announce to you and tell you a little bit about a new series that we're about to launch on Seat Yourself. It's a series we're calling The Creative Spectrum. After 13 weeks of bringing you news, information, and commentary all from the front lines of the hospitality sector, along with some of the creative tactics for operators to drive sales and revenue with, we're ready to switch gears a bit and begin looking towards the future. And frankly, it's what all of us in our industry are beginning to do in virtually all corners of the globe. So as operators, as suppliers, and even as dining guests, all begin to look more fully to open their doors once again, we all are looking towards the future. And we are here at Seat Yourself, we're no different. And in looking towards that future, we thought, what could be better or even more inspiring than to look to creative personalities that exist throughout our industry and around the world to provide us with ideas and maybe just a little hope and a little vision all along the way? After all, to me, and maybe to you too, those who are truly creative all have the unique ability to see things that others simply cannot. And then they set about and bring those visions to life. And in our hospitality industry today, there are so many visions that are being recalibrated, reimagined, and refocused. So beginning next week, we'll be starting a series that we're titling The Creative Spectrum. And in our new Creative Spectrum series, we understand that both the products we encounter and the spaces we venture into are huge everyday influences not only to our mood, but also our well-being and whether we're aware of it or not. Those who design are truly the everyday influencers in all our lives. And it's not just the people that we might consider to be the quote-unquote traditional designers that have that influence. Take photographers and artists, for instance. Think of the influence that the imagery of a great photo or a great piece of art has. And yes, even think about the influence of creative design in food. Just think of the influence that our industry's very creative chefs and even our creative cocktail experts have and that they bring into our lives, each on a daily basis. All of these individuals, and many more, have tremendous influence over our minds and even our hearts. So, we thought that at a time when we could all use a little uplifting, why not seek out creative people of all types, both inside our industry and even those that are outside our industry, that might inspire us or influence us and just possibly enhance our overall well-being, whether it be through their specific creations or their life stories in general themselves. After all, creative people are everywhere. They're all around us. And we are truly fortunate, as the hospitality industry is lucky enough to have so many of the world's most creative individuals whose talents our industry needs now more than ever. So, over the coming weeks, you can expect to hear directly from creative individuals of all types as they join us as guests here on Seat Yourself in our new 
Creative Spectrum Series. But, not to worry, in addition to bringing you a variety of positive creative thinking, we'll also be bringing you breaking news and even bringing back some familiar names that have joined us before on Seat Yourself with their expert thoughts, commentaries, and opinions. And then finally, we'll be returning to bringing you occasional commentaries on the human experience, such as today's commentary on self-care and second chances. So as we begin to lead with a more creative voice going forward, we'll hope you also enjoy the change of pace here at See Yourself, as we continue to follow our mission to bring the in our industry relevant content that helps to keep us informed, educated, and entertained. We'll have more for you on the creative spectrum, who will be our very first guest, and some of the details of that first guest session. I'm quite sure you'll enjoy that session. So later this week, check out the industry news page of Tabletop Journal. We'll have it all for you there. So, with all of that, we're going to take a short break and be right back with this week's commentary. Self-care and second chances. This episode of See Yourself is sponsored in part by the Edward Donna Company. Everything but the food for nearly 100 years. And if you're not yet signed up for Tabletop Journal's bi-monthly newsletter, now would be a great time to do so. Go to tabletopjournalnewsletter.com. It's quick and easy to sign up and a great way to stay on top of all the important goings on in the world of hospitality tabletop. That's tabletopjournalnewsletter.com. Now, back to our podcast. As the world begins to open back up, food service and hospitality operators everywhere are trying to figure out just how they'll nurture and grow their businesses back to life. And while that's certainly happening and is an incredibly positive trend, there's more and more of a feeling as time goes on that this will be a process that will take a lot longer than either of us would prefer. And it certainly would be a whole lot easier if we could simply turn the clock back a handful of months, but that's not possible to do. The pain inflicted on all of us from the coronavirus pandemic has been immeasurable. Many of us have lost family and friends, and many more of us have lost our economic lives as well. In no industry, none has been hit harder than the food service and hospitality industry. And of course, many of us have been laid off or furloughed and with the high hopes to be brought back to work very, very soon. And let's hope that's exactly what happens. But the reality is that for many in our industry, regaining economic health may also be a process that takes a lot longer than we prefer. And that's true whether we're workers in a restaurant or on the supply side as a dealer distributor or even as a manufacturer or manufacturer's representative. There's no question that this is a time of incalculable disruption for all of us, no matter where in the world we sit within the food service and hospitality industry. So while you're all pondering that, let me offer up what might be an alternative way for us to think. After all, times of great change can offer up great opportunities as well. So what if we took this period of time to dramatically improve the care that we give to ourselves? Now, we've had conversations here on self-care before. And so by now, you know that we feel that self-compassion is something we could all do a little bit better job of. So how about instead of working, grinding, working overtime and more to find a new gig that's similar to our old gig as quickly as we possibly can, how about if we took this time right now to be a, start to be a bit more self-reflective, let's say, and pay attention to ourselves and provide ourselves with a little self-care? 
like the regenerative process, regenerative process that's going on and underway, that's right now underway in the restaurant hospitality industry. How about if we start viewing this process that we are personally going through as a regenerative process for ourselves or even a second chance for ourselves? That process of self-reflection is a process that can provide a beginning step, a step that we can think of as the planning phase of our new self-care approach and eventual action plan. By stopping to reflect and asking ourselves important questions, we can learn a lot about ourselves, but only if we're truly honest with the answers that we give. And the good thing about self-reflection is we get to choose those questions. And on a personal basis, those questions can be very macro For instance, am I the person I wanted to be at this stage of my life? Or how comfortable am I with my character traits that I place a high value on? Or what changes would I like to see in myself? Or we can make those questions a little bit more specific. Am I happy in a specific relationship? If not, what am I willing to do to change and improve it? Do I want to improve that relationship? And I'm not always talking about personal relationships. I might be talking about professional relationships as well here. And speaking of professional relationships, questions those questions can be, am I happy in the career I've chosen? Do I like the work I do in those that I do it with? Am I proud of the work that I do? And if you're a leader, you might ask yourself, am I a good leader? Or conversely, you might say, am I a good employee? How can I be a better leader or a better employee? And then maybe even a tougher question might be, why do I do the work that I do? And a question that may be relevant today, if I could do any other profession, what would that profession be? As I said, times of big change in our personal and professional situations offer up great opportunities, great opportunities for self-reflection and great opportunities for change. And those change the or new beginnings, as I like to term them, can be viewed as second chances for all of us. Like any aspect of self-care, we must find a way to care for ourselves that is meaningful to us, regardless of what others may think. The same is true of self-reflection. Find a way that works for you. And for me, I know my most self-reflective times are early, sometimes very early in the morning when I'm alone and it's quiet and peaceful. Maybe that's true for you, too. There's no perfect way for self-reflection. What is important, however, is that you find one that works for you and that you do it. Remember, this is the planning phase for the action plan that we'll be undertaking as we head down our own personal second chance journey. This is our regenerative process for our life or our career. Oh, and there's a heads up. We should never be surprised on this new journey if after a fair amount of self-reflection we find out that we're basically happy because I think lots of us are fundamentally happy with ourselves and our lives. Although there's plenty in today's media to tell us not to be. There still may be a few areas we'd like to improve, but after reflecting on things a bit, we now can prioritize those few areas and tackle them one at a time. And there's also another point I'd like to make. Patience with ourselves is one of the best acts of self-care or self-compassion that we can do. After all, if our good friend was going through the exact same situation, what would we advise them? Well, we'd like to, likely the advice we would give them would be something along the lines of, 
Be patient. Take your time. Go slow. But I know for me, it's that going slow stuff that I struggle with. Often I want to see myself improve and improve quickly. But more often I realize later on that life doesn't always work like that. Real change, the kind of real change that we often seek after periods of self-reflection, often takes time. So, as we develop our game plans, let's all make sure that we start with small, easy-to-swallow steps. Once again, I know for myself, nearly every time I've set up with big, grandiose goals, I've struggled, gotten frustrated, and then finally given up when I had often not gotten very far from the latest big journey that I had had me so all fired up. For me personally, when it comes to change, I found that smaller, short-term goals are better. That way I can course correct along the way, which makes things much easier. And also with this approach, it allows me to quote-unquote get started, which is sometimes the hardest part for people. Simply starting with a new behavior or a new way of thinking can be tough. So I like to start with something a little bit smaller, more bite-sized pieces of the overall change that I'm looking for. And maybe that way works best for you too. We should all keep in mind that self-reflection is about carefully thinking through who we are and what we might want to change, both personally and professionally. And admittedly, those realities and the change that we'd like to see to change, that can be uncomfortable and possibly downright scary. But also, we need to remember that when we self-reflect, we will often reaffirm many parts of our lives that we indeed really do like about ourselves. And reconfirmations and reassurances of those types, they're always good to have. In our ultra-accelerated, overstimulated world that we now live in, it's true that it's often easier to just keep going with the flow rather than to take a few minutes on a regular basis to consider ourselves and how we're fitting into the world around us. Many of us are not as comfortable with being alone on our thoughts, possibly because we may not like what we begin to realize when we sit and reflect. But it is exactly this type of discomfort that we often need so badly. It's often this type of discomfort, exactly this type of discomfort, that we need so that we can regenerate our souls and give ourselves some great self-care. And that's how we begin to give ourselves our second chance at being the very best us that we can be. And if it doesn't work out exactly perfect, not to worry, because tomorrow we all get another second chance. Self-care, second chances, now is a great time to consider both. That concludes this week's episode of Tabletop Journal's Seat Yourself podcast series. For more news, information, and insights on the hospitality tabletop industry, be sure to check out tabletopjournal.com.